0: Justin
1: what's up man
0: well uh are you ready to finish off all the Castlevania games on the NES I guess it's kind of sad I'm, I'm a little sad about this
1: yeah it's bittersweet um because well we'll get into it later but uh you could say we already did the good game
0: <laughs> you could say that uh yeah <laughs> We, we'll get into it, uh, but yeah. this is Two Dudes in an S, and we are finally talking about Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Uh, it's a Patreon pick from Dude Ivan.
1: Dude I, Ivan is the perfect name for somebody that requests Castlevania.
0: Yep. And I think, I want to say he may have requested uh, the Castlevania, the last Castlevania game we did. Maybe it was three. I think it may have been his request, or maybe it was one, one of them. Was also his I think, request. I think he may have
1: because I think I made that comment last time.
0: Yeah. So, dude Ivan, thank you for your Patreon donation, and this is uh, this game for you. Yeah. So, Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest I don't think we've actually said
1: that, but yeah. Yeah. Castlevania 2
0: Right. So, um, just hey, a couple... you know, what,
1: you know what we didn't do?
0: Oh my goodness! Starting over. <laughs> All right, we're starting over. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me get my soundboard back out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's as is the tradition for uh, Two and an S in the 2019. Uh, we're That's starting right. over.
2: We're starting over. That's right. That's right this is the No gamer from youtube and the atari 7800 game by game podcast and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the smoky mountains the two dudes in a nest with your hosts dude michael and dude justin
0: Justin what's up man ah uh, not too much I you know I don't mind starting over when the music is that good right it really is it's like a good metal song really yeah yeah uh anyway so we're two dudes in are talking about Castlevania 2 it was a pick from dude Ivan blah 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 all right here we go Okay. Right. uh just a couple of announcements before we get started the uh we I have received more questions for ask Dr. Justin like we did a few weeks back it was a big hit last time, and I got a lot more <laughs> questions from from the listeners out there. So, so we're going right. to do that again after the break. Before we actually start talking about the game, you know, sounds good.
1: Sounds good. All right, you got some um, history
0: for us, or do you got anything you need to talk about?
1: Well, I was just going to go ahead and go off on a tangent, but we can go history too. Uh, I was, you, was just whichever, say, whichever one well, you, want to you know. Get... I, you mentioned metal, or I mentioned metal. Somebody mentioned metal. Um, Just wanted to, you know, throw out that we're days away from the first Tool album in 13 years.
0: Yes, that is very true. And you know what? I've been listening back uh, to all the old Tool stuff now that it's on streaming. Mm -hmm. And I've always listened to it because I've had it, you know, I've had the albums and stuff I could listen to. Uh, But it's been a while since I went back and listened to them just album by album, front to back yeah and i forgot that's the way to listen to it for sure i for, totally yeah. forgot how it's
1: awesome funny some of the that.
0: intertwining stuff is
1: it's funny you say that because i've really gotten into it again too listening to them again i hadn't listened to them in a while yet. i mean you know a, a song will come out on a playlist every now and then but like really dive deep into their the albums i haven't done that in a long time and um I uh, got to reading about the Fibonacci code in the song Lateralis. Have you ever read about that or heard about that?
0: Oh yes, yes I have. The whole album actually. Very,
1: yeah, very interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just really neat to, to think that they like implemented that the way they did.
0: Have you heard so. about the the Holy Gift rearranging the songs and and, and into a Fibonacci sequence?
1: I have, but it's like, I haven't, I, I forgot about it though.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, look it up, figure out what, the, I can't remember what the order is, but look it up and play them in that order because it is crazy. It, it really does like the, it, it, uh, it kind of, it, it's spiral in and spiral out or whatever I think is what they call it. Where the, cause the Fibonacci sequence for anybody who doesn't know mm-hmm. is, is a math, is a mathematical equation basically. That gives you mm-hmm. a spiral on a graph. It creates a spiral on a graph, right? When you graph right. it. So it can create a spiral one way or the other way, in either spiraling in or spiraling out. And if you right. rearrange the songs, like the first half of the album spirals in, and the second half spirals out. So it builds to like this big crescendo, and then like it, it just goes crazy for a little while. And like basically yeah. all, the, all the best songs are in the spiral out section. Uh, as far as all the rocking songs and then it, it, sl- it kind of calms back down it's really really cool you should do it if you haven't done it
1: yeah that's uh yeah i'm looking at the order right now it's really cool yeah i uh i have to do it sometime arrange those songs in that order and uh,
0: do it uh, when you have time to sit and just really mesh and listen to it you know right <laughs> Yeah. Wait for the um, kids to go to bed and pour yourself sounds, a strong Kool-Aid and just relax. Listen to it.
1: Listen. Sounds good. I think all the songs... So I, I've i heard three of the new songs. Uh, one, they've released on the streaming services and, and two, they have played live. And I've like caught them on YouTube. Uh, so it... it there, it sounds pretty good. I like it. So far. I've only so listened far so to
0: I've only listened to the one they released. That's the one I've listened to. Yeah, and it's non-human. pretty. It's pretty awesome. I really like it. Especially like at the seven or eight minute mark, it mm. just it goes nuts. It's really yeah. Cool. I
1: love it. Yeah, it's uh and and the other two, uh, Invincible and Descending, which are the other two that are out there. You can find them on YouTube. Um they they're kind of similar in that pattern like a slow build uh to a really rocking um and so yeah
0: i'll be i'll be anxious to see what the second song on the album sounds like because the first one they released is the the streaming song that they just released is the first song right and it ends with on such a high i'm, I'm curious how the second one comes in yeah i know it'll be good we got got a few days the, now you are listening to the Two Dudes in a Tool podcast, right? Dedicated to Nick Stevens because I think he's a big Tool fan. I'm sure he is. But who isn't really? It's th- it's
1: good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It just you know takes him forever to do an album. So, thirteen
0: Whatever. years is uh, is something. <laughs>
1: you know, honestly, but, uh, yeah. I think
0: we talked about. Uh, didn't we talk about Tool in the last episode too? We probably We do. may have. You know, um,
1: what's funny is it's like Maynard James Keenan makes a lot of stuff, right? right? So he does like a perfect circle. He's got Pussifer, which is just like him, basically. Um, but uh, it's interesting. Like, he puts out a lot of stuff, but Tool does not. I guess it's the other guys. The other thing, and this is the last thing, this is the last Tool thing that I will talk about. This is something that I appreciate going back and listening to all their songs now. Tool's bassist may be one of the best bassists ever. Like, they if you like, a lot of their music is centered actually around the bassist talent. Like, he makes a lot of the main melody for the songs. And um, it, he's pretty good. And mix,
0: mix him, the whole drum and bass, <clears throat> like the rhythm section. Is yeah, is on point. Yeah, it's yeah. True. That's true. So just mix Danny Carey and I uh, can't remember the bassist's name. Forgive me, bassist. Uh, uh, Justin Chancellor. Yeah, mix them together and it's it's pretty nice. Yeah. Anyway,
1: so I think Tools kind of fits in with the Castlevania theme,
0: right? Sure. <laughs> Not really, but uh, it's the music in Castlevania. Creepy, great, yeah. Creepy and medley, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it, actually. right. So, in that case, Justin, do you have any historical tidbits
2: and trivia? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads, because you're about to get schooled by the doctor.
1: Ooh. Is that a phase blaster?
0: <laughs> that's the that's the sound it makes when you die. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God,
1: I heard that plenty. We'll get to that later. Um, so, Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest, the platform adventure video game that came out as the sequel to Castlevania One on the NES Famicom, which was released by Konami again. Uh, and diverged from the main theme of uh, the Castlevania, uh, the first game, in ways that it basically was not just a platforming game, That became more of an adventure game, kind of almost RPG elements, and uh, also was the first in the series to actually have the uh, kind of open world elements, open map elements, not just uh, a linear gameplay like the or, or initial... Castlevania. So Simon's Quest was designed by Hatoshi Akamatsu, who was the director of both Castlevania and Castlevania 3. Um, and it was released uh, for Famicom on August 28, 1987. Which is what inter- one thing that uh, was interesting about the Famicom version is the Famicom version had a SAGE system. Um, But the NES version did not, and it used uh, passwords, actually. Um, A lot of people asked uh, Akamatsu if this game was based on or had any influence from Metroid, given the open-world format. And uh, he said no. It actually had a lot of emphasis from a game called Maze of Gallius. We all know that game, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, I have heard of it.
1: Yeah, it's a Konami MSX game. Um, so, anyway, whatever. So, he says no no to the Metroid having any kind of um, influence over this game. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you believe him? I don't know. I don't know. It would be too convenient for him to just say yes. So, I think even if it did would he ever admit it
0: probably not
1: mhm right but anyway um so anyway it was released in in 1987 for the Famicom 1988 uh in North America in December right in time for Christmas um and then um basically uh also very famous for its music Um, which was composed by Kenichi Matsubara probably the most famous song coming from this was the song Bloody Tears which you heard at the beginning of the podcast Um, which is one of the more famous Castlevania
0: songs Um, so it's it's also I'll probably touch on it again it's also arguably one of the probably one of the best songs on the NES oh yeah Yeah, but we'll talk about that
1: later. Yeah, sorry. Um, But anyway, uh, when it was first released, it released to mainly good reviews. Um, IGN uh, called Simon's Quest the perfect game to play in 1989. Wow. Yeah, and Nintendo Power actually ranked it its 15th best Nintendo Entertainment System video game. Comparing it to Zelda 2, and how it added its role-playing video game. However, it was not all positive reviews. In fact, this game has uh, multiple criticisms, uh, which we'll get to later. And one of those criticisms birthed a famous career of a YouTube star known as Angry Video Game Nerd, as this was his very this was the subject of his very first episode. Oh wow! Yeah. So, uh, also, um, when it was released, Nintendo Power had a, uh, it was the second ep- uh, issue of Nintendo Power, uh, this had the cover, but the cover was not a video game picture, it was a picture of some guy in a costume, dressed as Simon, holding Dracula's head, with like some skulls and things around it, and it got many, um... Telephone complaints <laughs> from <laughs> parents of children who had nightmares and were terrified. Um, in fact, Nintendo Bauer later uh, covered it in its uh, 50th volume of the magazine. It cited it as its worst cover ever.
0: Uh-huh. So, I gotta look this up.
1: Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool-looking cover. I can imagine that... What did I see? I would have been five. Yeah. Five-year-old me would have been freaked out by that. That's pretty scary, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So five-year-old me probably would have been terrified about that. But yeah, it's pretty cool looking now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, and Simon's Quest has been referenced in uh, an issue of Howard and Nestor, the comic strip. So if you're a Howard Nestor fan, I don't know. Um, Anyway, uh, this game, you know, like I said, mixed reviews from both really positive to pretty negative. Um, And then uh, that's pretty much it. And then the interesting thing is, you know, we talk about the divergence um, of the action in this game from a strict platformer to kind of a platformer adventure game when they made Castlevania 3 like we've already talked about it went straight back to the platforming so uh, you gotta think maybe there was some element of doubt even within the um, makers of the game and, and whether this was a good idea to go with this uh, format But
0: it's yeah, that, anyway. true but then they ultimately landed back on it with uh, Symphony of the Night well, kind of yeah. opened it back up Yet again, and that's that's, re- tri- that's regarded as one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah,
1: maybe they just this was just the practice.
0: Yeah, it's a practice run.
1: Oh, I forgot to mention this. I thought this was pretty neat. That a lot of the original artwork for uh, Simon's Quest was actually lost uh, during the Great Hanshin Earthquake of 1995. Really? Yeah, that uh, struck the southern part of. Uh, uh, a region known as Hanshin uh, It killed actually 6,434 people. Oh, wow. So, yeah. But, you know, most importantly, we lost the to Castlevania 2 art. <laughs> of course, uh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the most important part, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, there you go. Ended on a sad note.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Well. Anyway, did you have this game? Did you go out on a
2: quest like Simon's quest to find Ooh. this game?
0: Oh. Hmm.
2: Let's find out. Now it's time for the thrill of eight-bit discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart.
0: Well, Justin, speaking of sad days, uh, I was um, I was lost when I was a kid one time. But uh, i was probably... found. <laughs> no. No, still not quite found. Uh, But I was, uh, you know, eight or nine. I was in the woods, and uh, it was during the day, which was fine because you know I was just playing. But then I couldn't find my way back, and uh, night fell, and uh, you know I got a little scared. But this guy walks up. He's wearing a purple robe, which, in hindsight, was a little weird. But at the time, didn't seem (laughs) so weird. And uh, he said, uh, I said, so, mister, are you going to help me? And he said, sure. I'll take you to a good place. He, he, he. And uh, so I said, okay, that's fine. I'll go with you. So we get in this little boat uh, on the edge of the river there. I was in the woods, but then we we're mm-hmm. at the river mm-hmm. somehow. I, I guess there's a woods on next to the river. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we get on this little boat, we cross the river and, uh, there was a little uh, tent there, and we went inside the tent. And uh, an ENS playing Castlevania 2 was there. And he said, "If you can beat me at Castlevania 2, then uh, you can have it, and then uh, I'll take you home." I said, "Okay, it's not a two-player game, but uh, I'll I'll play. We'll see what happens." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Ah, you you have figured it out. It's not a two-player game, so therefore you win. Took the card home." That's the end of my story.
1: I gotta say, I thought it was getting a little hairy there when you said uh, some some man led you as a child to this, some tent in the woods.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, that was <laughs> that was a pitiful story. The truth is, uh, I rented this game several times as a kid, but I never actually owned it until I got it to be an adult, at which point I picked it up many, many years ago. Just as, I mean, you know, when... If you're going to collect NES games, you're going to try to collect the Castlevania games, right? So I did. Right. Uh, And that was early on, probably while you and I were still living together back in the early 2000s. Yeah.
1: Well, my story, I have a little neat story about this game. Good. Redeem me. How I came
0: to acquire it. Did it involve a purple cloak and and a tent? Unfortunately, it's not. It
1: involved the very first Two Dudes in a Nest junk box. Um, This game was in there uh, when I got the junk box. Uh, I thought, well, I've actually never played Castlevania 2. So I got it, and that's how I came to acquire the game. So whoever put that in the junk box uh, several years ago when we did the original junk box... Thank you, because that's how I acquired this copy of the game. Very cool. And uh, I'm sure they don't listen to the, to the podcast anymore, but... <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, but I feel like maybe I put that in there. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> we we just sent the junk box to each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, w- you know the 2019 junk box? That's probably what people are yeah. thinking. They're just sh- sending it back and forth between each other because <laughs> it's it's obviously not happening. The 2018 <laughs> junk box went out, and after about three or four people, it just died. I don't know where it went. <laughs> it got lost in the mail. It must have, but the 2019 yeah. one uh, has not ever never went out. <laughs> so All that's right. my that's my bad. Speaking of which.
1: Um, I thought I'd just pay it forward keep it going since uh, I got this through the two dudes community I thought I'd do a little giveaway for this game and give it to somebody else in now the bit bros community Oh
0: uh, yeah, I love that idea so I've got a question we can do it now or we can do it later you want to do it at the end of the show or you want to do it now uh, let's do it right here in the middle so they have to listen actually okay. wait a minute if I if we make them wait until after the commercial break then they'll have to listen to the commercial and we'll get more ad revenue ah. so let's do that alright let's take All a break alright right, everybody keep listening because you're going to want to know whether or not you're going to win this cart and then when we come back from the break uh, Justin will Justin will give it away and we're back so alright Justin has a little, uh, little giveaway. So
1: just to, uh, kind of just go over the rules. Like I stated on the Facebook bit Bros group, I'm going to ask this question. The podcast will get released and the first person to answer this question on that post, um, which was posted a few days ago. Um, will get a yeah. Res- yeah. copy and whoever answers it correctly i will send you a message get your address and get it in the mail and out to you
0: um sweet i just can i just stop you real quick and say this is an awesome idea and thank you i think we should do this for more games because i mean it's just it's this is the perfect scenario they have to listen they have to listen to at least 20 30 minutes of the podcast yeah and uh and then they also have to join and, and be a part of the Facebook group so that everything gets ticked off, right? That's right. And... Everybody's ticked off. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm about to tick everybody off, or at least a lot of people off. And if you're a Patreon donor, you get a bonus because you get to listen to these episodes a week early, which means you'll have a one-week advantage. That's true. So now everybody's ticked off. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. So the question
1: to answer for the uh, chance to win this game. Uh, at the end screen for Castlevania 2, it shows Dracula's tombstone. And the dates on the tombstone are 1431 to 76, which are the actual birth and death dates, or birth and date years, I should say, for this person. Often considered the um, inspiration for Dracula, per se. All right, mm. the first person to answer that on the uh, post on Facebook on the Bit Bros. Facebook post, I will send you a
0: message and get that game out to you. I like it. That's a good question too. So anyway, all right, cool. So, um, before we get started into the game discussion, like I promised, we have I do have some uh, Ask Doctor Justin questions. All right, I'm hey, would ready. you like to? Would you like to go? I've got uh, people have sent in five. Oh wow! Yeah. So we've got five. Uh, the first one. <laughs> first we'll... question: How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now don't worry. They they start off easy, but they get hard. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So the first question is from. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta pull up the, the names alongside the questions too. All right. So the first question is from Michael Bennett. Uh, Michael yeah. asks, "Do you ever think? Well, you did you ever think you would live to see the return of mauve <laughs> The return of mauve Yeah. I guess he means the color. You know." It's making a comeback. Um, it is. Yeah, mauve See, is making a comeback. No, it's like a pinkish brown, right? I think.
1: It, okay, I just looked it up. Uh, a pale purple. Okay. Wow. You know, I remember as a kid. I remember mauve being a uh, Crayola crayon color. Yeah. I'm thinking that's a, that's an interesting name. And didn't hear about it for years. So I am fairly uh, surprised um, that Mauve has made a comeback. So, yes, I am shocked. Did you? And
0: odd. So, you did not think you would ever live to see the return of Mauve? I didn't. Okay. Yeah.
1: You know, actually, it is a pale purple aniline dye prepared by William H. Perkin in
0: 1856. And it was the first synthetic dye stuff. Huh? How about that. That hey, there's some historical tidbits right there. <laughs> That's right about moth. Yeah. All right. You ready for another one? I'm ready. Uh, Kamala Harris asks, "What <laughs> happened? What happened to all the vinyl seats?" Hmm. Vinyl
1: seats, huh? Like in cars?
0: Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Uh, she maybe be cars maybe she means toilet seats because you know it used to be a lot of toilet seats oh, be vinyl
1: that's the worst you know the worst time the, the worst toilet seats are the ones that have the cushion
0: i know it's i just hate just them, them so much
1: me <laughs> out. It's, me out. it's like ugh. <laughs> i don't know it just it's like I don't know if that just seems so more much more unclean or what it is. It's just, I don't, if I sit on one, I just get the heebie-jeebies. Like, yeah, immediately. I'm
0: with you. And, and then <laughs> they stick to you. Like you try to get up and it's like the whole seat comes up with you.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: So uh, if that's what you're talking about, good rhythms. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, I agree. I guess vinyl, there's still vinyl seats in cars, maybe. No, it's, it's like a synthetic like, leather. It's like a fake leather yeah. sometimes. I think,
1: that, I think that was a thing for cars back in the day when leather was more expensive, maybe. I don't know. Just guessing. But you don't ever... I, I, I feel like I used to hear about vinyl seating in cars. Yeah. That I don't hear about anymore.
0: It's not really a thing uh, anymore, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that one. Yeah, okay. All right, that's fine. Uh, let's see. we got another one. Uh, this one is from um, Cory Booker. I wonder oh. if it's yeah. Corey Booker he says what's the difference between regular golfing and hitting the links
1: well hitting the link is, links is slang right okay it's like uh, just hitting the links with your bros right right
0: yeah Grabbing but if you're, brews, if you're playing a round of golf links. then you're it's more serious I guess it's more serious more professional I see yeah but if so. you're hitting the links then you're probably half drunk playing golf with, <laughs> yeah. with your bros
1: I would like to know the, the origin of why they call it The Lynx.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Let's see. Another question. This one is from Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders asks, What gift would you recommend I get for my pet chicken? Uh, as a side note, I have a coupon at Bed Bath & Beyond.
1: <laughs> what gift for the pet
0: chicken? That's yeah. what we're... He's one. He's, he's he's trying to figure out a gift to get for. His, oh, it's for his friend's pet chicken. Mm. And, and he well, says he says as a side note, I have a coupon for Bed Bath and Beyond. If, I guess that means you would like to use his coupon.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know about Bed Bath and Beyond, but I'll tell you as a as a former co-op employee, chickens love two things: scratch feed. That's just the typical stuff, right? Yeah. They love two things, and that's Lay-in pallets And Oyster shells
0: Oyster shells?
1: Uh, Yeah People used to buy I guess they still do Oyster shells There's something about the chicken gizzard Because they don't have teeth It's something about They like They'll swallow rocks and things And like Helps digest their food I got you And oyster shells are really good for it So we would sell these bags Of broken up oyster shells
0: Hmm That's interesting
1: and Lynx is the oldest style of golf course first developed in Scotland. The word Lynx comes via the Scots language for the old link, English word link, rising ground comma ridge, and refers to an area of coastal and sand dunes and sometimes to open parkland. Hmm.
0: Interesting. So there you go. Gosh, this is a very informative podcast. It really is.
1: All these democratic... uh <laughs> um, presidential nominee <laughs> You figured it out, huh? They're
0: questions. asking good questions. Yeah. I guess normally they're the ones behind getting asked questions, so...
1: That'd be a good debate. <laughs> I'd watch that debate. Like, instead of Lester Holt asking <laughs> questions, all everybody's just going to ask
0: Lester Holt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, well, I saved the best one for last. This one's a doozy. I don't know. I really don't know how to answer. I, I'll just ask it. Okay. Okay. So, Joe Biden asks uh what's up with shower farts why are they so stinky (laughs) because you're entrapped
1: (laughs) you know you're entrapped you got the the curtain it won't let it out it's only got one way out and that's up at the top it's up to your Uh, nose yeah
0: plus the uh, steam
1: so it's got to go through yeah and heat rises so maybe the steam's a little harder hotter than than your flatus flatus whatever
0: (laughs) but uh yeah exactly the question i was expect from uh presidential uh yeah potential president joe biden
1: yeah oh, yeah um i'll tell you there's two there's two areas that uh you, you don't want to pass gas and that is when you're working out <laughs> because you're breathing heavy <laughs> yeah
3: and then, then you're
1: just, just breathing it in
0: <laughs> as much as you
1: can yeah
0: and and Uh, Tack tack on also the, if it's audible and you're at the gym, that's another reason you don't want it to happen.
1: Or when you, yeah, when you're at the gym and there's other people and you get your headphones on and you're like, (laughs) did everybody hear that? Or I don't know. I didn't hear it, but I don't know if anybody else heard that. (laughs)
0: That's a good point. Sometimes you don't even know how audible it really is. But you can yeah. you can kind of tell. I mean, like the vibration. You <laughs> yeah, you can tell whether or not it's audible or not. But you don't know the the, the
1: decibels.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So anyway, what's so the, what's the other one? Shower, shower, and gym. Shower and gym. Yeah. yeah. I'll throw car in there too, which we've already had that discussion on a previous podcast. But I'm not a big fan of it. Letting it out in the car.
1: Yeah. Well, and and then you, especially when you're about to get out of the car. Because then you shut it up in the car and it just stays there. Now, somebody <laughs> else's
0: car, I'm not opposed. Best thing ever. Best <laughs> yeah. thing ever. That's yeah. on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Okay. So, we should probably talk about the game now. All right. I think yep. we've I think we had enough fun. We have. Uh, we've joked around <laughs> quite a bit on this podcast.
2: I think it's time we dig into the game. All now, right. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Time to dig in to some good old fashioned game discussion.
0: Now that everybody has tuned all tuned out and is no longer listening to the podcast, it's time right. to talk about the game.
1: That's right. So what'd you think about gas? Well,
0: let me just talk about it from little Michael's perspective. Because I play, I okay. did rent, I did rent it from Pick a Flick when I was a kid, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, the one I never, I don't, rem- I may be lying on either on this episode or on the Castlevania Three episode, but I don't remember playing Castlevania Three when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, whatever I said in Castlevania Three, that's probably the truth. And right now, I may not remember, but I don't really remember playing Castlevania Three as a kid. Now, with mm-hmm. that being said, I did play Castlevania One as a kid and i was a pretty big fan so when castlevania 2 showed up at pick a flick i thought yes this is awesome i can't wait to play it i took it home and i popped it in and it was like the most miserable experience ever i hated every second of it it's like it's like this this feels like the castlevania i know and love but not and i (laughs) get so close but so far away yeah and so as a kid, I, I had a lot of trouble with it. Like, I really did not enjoy it as a kid. And I'll talk about it as an adult, too. But that, that's just my original child perspective on it. Was mm-hmm. I, was not, I was not a fan. I couldn't figure anything out. I, uh, you know, it, it played like Castlevania, so it felt pretty good. But I just, I, I remember, I, the, I struggled to figure out what to do. And as a kid, I did not like walking around talking to people and stuff. That was not my thing back then.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing. If if you pick up this game as a kid and you don't have a um, manual or, or a guide, well, then you don't even know what you're doing.
0: Right, I mean, you, how would you ever figure it out? There's I so argue, many things
1: in this game that you could not figure out.
0: I would argue, if you pick this game up as an adult and you did not have a guide or a manual, <laughs> yeah. then you can't figure it out. Exactly. It's it's well, yeah. Anyways, we'll get into it. Let's. Uh, you didn't have it as a kid, did you? No. All right. Let's just All go right. to the manual then. All right. So, introduction: The Second Coming of Count Dracula. You're Simon Belmont, bravest of the brave, boldest of the bold, a gothic warrior respected by kings. You earned your praise, not by crushing viking invaders or Turkish hordes, but by destroying the evil Count Dracula in a duel to the death at Castlevania. But your victory proved painful as the wounds inflicted during the duel slowly gnawed at your soul. One day, though, a beautiful maiden appeared. With a soft voice, she warned you that you were possessed by the Count's curse. She said your only hope of destroying the curse and healing your scars was to find the five body parts of Count Dracula and burn them in his castle, ending forever the reign of the Prince of Darkness. Suddenly, like most beautiful visions, she began to fade. And as you reached to touch her, she spoke her final words, "'Fear not, brave Simon.' For if you have the courage to risk your life you will find the strength to win again and let me just say that is an awesome intro to this to the story of this game
1: it uh, this game does where it's going to lack in some things we're going to talk about it does not lack in story no like it's a good story uh certainly one of the best stories I think uh, of any game on the NES or background, I should say. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a neat concept. I don't remember, and and this is just this this fails me. Does that's not mentioned in the original Castlevania, right? There's no curse mentioned at
0: the end, right? No, no. I think it just comes up in this in this. It game. just comes up. I, yeah. I, I that's what I thought, but I
1: I couldn't remember uh, exactly. But yeah. So.
0: Uh, but yeah anyway so what uh now that you've you've pl- we'll, we can dig into the manual a little bit more but uh you've played the game yep obviously you picked it up on the junk box how what did you think so initial just initial impressions
1: okay so initially put it in and i was gonna play it as just cold like I do with any NES game, right? I yeah. think you know, don't look up anything about it or any guides or anything, and just try to play it cold and see what you're doing. And you quickly kind of figure out in this game that there doesn't seem to be a method to the madness, and and it, it's not it's different from even open world games where you usually get some kind of clues and hints. This game gives you nothing. And it's basically open world with no real direction, and you're kind of going in and out of uh, all these different areas, and you just don't really know what to do. Yeah. And if you're, you think about like the typical RPG adventure style game, where you can go up and ask somebody what's going on, uh, you get really no help from the people. Which is interesting because I didn't mention this in the history, but um, some of the game developers actually came out later and said that most of this stuff was just, just deliberate lies. It's, it's, it's um, not... There's nothing to really uh, really value what these people are telling you. And yeah. then I read, and I don't know if this is true, but I read in another place when I was going to read up on this game that... There was some kind of backstory that maybe that I missed at some point, but or maybe it's not in the game and they just failed to put it in the game. But the backstory was supposed to be the townspeople were deliberately lying because they were afraid of Dracula. Now that's that's maybe just some bullcrap somebody made up, I don't know. But anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting twist, but a frustrating one.
0: Yeah, it's, it really does make it feel, if if all that's true, it really does flesh the story out completely, really. And it makes for an awesome story. It just screws the player up trying to play the game, you know <laughs> right. what I mean?
1: It just doesn't make it fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just, just doesn't make the game fun to figure out how to beat because... Right. You know, everything they tell you is cryptic. It doesn't make any... None of the people make any sense, at least as far as any of the ones I ever come in contact with. None of them really made sense. It was all very cryptic. Uh, But if it's true that they're lying to you because they don't want you to bring Dracula back, which is a really interesting concept, right? You're wanting to bring him back to fix your curse. But that's pretty selfish too, right? At the same time. I mean, you've already defeated him and scattered his body parts. Yeah, you should just now, sacrifice
1: yourself, right?
0: Right. That's that's what a noble Simon Belmont would do. But our Simon Belmont is very selfish. He's like, I got to get this curse beat off of me. And we'll soon find that uh, he, you know, by the end of the game, you realize that he is totally selfish because he bring he puts him back together and brings him back to life, basically. Yep. And then you have to beat him again. Yeah. So. Anyway. So. And there are clues
1: in this game, if you pay attention to And this is something that I just... I didn't even pick up. But, you know, you'll find these books scattered along the game that actually do give you hints. One of those hints being, like, the orbs at the end of the, the levels, which you basically... The orbs, different from the original Castlevania, where you actually... Uh, these actually you had to shoot the wooden stake into. And that's the only thing the wooden stake's good for, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not good for anything else. There's a book that tells you to do that, but who would have ever found that book? It's like hidden behind a wall or something. And then um, that's the thing. Like even the clues that they're trying to give you, like they're they're hidden. <laughs> like oh, yeah. You You find them by pure happenstance, maybe or you have a guide to tell you where they are
0: yeah okay so like for example one of the very first things you have to do in the game is you have to get through this like hidden floor and you have to throw holy water at it for the, <laughs> yeah. for the floor to go away but how are you supposed to know where you just walk around throwing holy water at everything
2: yeah,
0: how do you how do you even know holy water knocks floors away unless you happen to throw one exactly and throw it at how would you even know to be just
1: randomly throwing holy water i mean it's like There are certain things like it's like uh, if you think about certain games and you're thinking about like there's hidden things. Like there's, you know, famous example like Mario Warp Sounds that, you know, you you could argue you could, you know, randomly find those, right? Yeah. By just jumping higher on the screen or whatever, wherever they are. This game is like... These are not things that you would just randomly find. <laughs> right. You would have to be actively throwing holy water consistently uh, to find that hole in the floor. So it's like- which,
0: by the way, if I had found that uh, randomly, which I, I did not, by the way, I used a guide. But if I had found that randomly when I was just playing it, then I would spend the rest of my time playing this game just throwing holy water on the ground everywhere I went. Exactly. And it would just it would be fun that way either, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So,
1: you know, that's obviously the first kind of gripe about this game. Um, Is, you know, the cryptic and just kind of no guidance. I also thought that in certain areas, and this is kind of a Nintendo hard thing, are just super hard and difficult. Like, why is your character... Why does he die when he hits the water?
0: It's so frustrating. Yeah.
1: Like, immediately just dies.
0: And it's just got that famous... It's got that famous nope. Castlevania knockback. Oh, So yeah, that when yeah, you're trying okay, to jump right. across or something, and then you get hit, you go flying directly in the hole, obviously. Yeah,
1: and, like, I got so so super frustrated, like, very first starting this game, because you get to this one part, and just, like, the, um, uh, the forest... And there's those guys, they're jumping up and down on the, those little small pedestals across the water. And it's super hard to time it just right to hit them with the whip as you're jumping or, and it, if you don't hit them as you're jumping, then you're screwed, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to, as soon as you get to that pedestal, you cannot land on that pedestal and, and them not hit you. right? Like, yeah it's close enough as soon as you land on the pedestal you're hit you fall back into the water I got so super frustrated with that just that part
0: yeah I wasn't going to knock the game for that kind of stuff because that's kind of Castlevania that's what Castlevania is so you know I I went in expecting that to this game so I I wasn't really shocked to find that find out that I was going to have to deal with that so I'm not really knocking that you did mention uh, the orbs are different in this game, right? They're, they behave differently. Yeah. This game basically subverts everything you know about Castlevania. <laughs> so <laughs> Castlevania 1, right? It's, uh, it's not open. It's level by level. You walk, it's side-scroller. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearts are uh, ammo, basically, in Castlevania 1. Um, you can upgrade your whip by just getting upgrades throughout the game. You know, you you get power ups and you use them, and they uses hearts. But you can just find different power ups throughout the, the whole thing. Castlevania two, on the other hand, you have to buy your your whip upgrades, and guess what the currency is? It's your ammo from the first game. It's hearts. <laughs> yeah. So so if you thought you knew what you were doing in the first game, uh, this game's nope, wrong. You also have to yep. buy you have to buy your like sub weapons instead of just finding them yes uh you gain experience and level up which i didn't realize that until about halfway through the (laughs) the first hour
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I, i never even figured that out very well until later in the game yeah
0: and the game is open so you can go pretty much anywhere you want um which is good and bad. It's I think it's kind of cool, but at the same time, if you don't know where you're going, it just creates more problems. There's also yeah. a day and night cycle, which is interesting. At every like 15 minutes or something, the or maybe it's faster than that. Maybe like every five minutes seems cha-
1: faster. Yeah, yeah.
0: It changes from daytime to nighttime, and during the day, the towns are basically free zones where you can't be heard. There's no bad guys, but during the uh-huh. night, during the night, there is no salvation. Basically, anywhere anything goes at nighttime.
1: Anything goes. Everybody. The, every, yeah.
0: The enemies are more difficult and they drop fewer hearts. So nighttime just sucks. Basically.
1: Yeah. It's when the curse comes out,
0: man. Yeah. What a horrible night for a curse. That's the famous line from this game. Right.
1: Right. And. Um, it, it's kind of frustrating when it does that because it seems super slow when it does that and now it's, it's just like it seems like it takes so much time for it to get through that um and then you're at night the music sucks for night too i didn't like the music for yeah, night
0: i agree the nighttime music is not nearly as as good as the daytime music
1: so which may be all part of the plan right it could be just they're trying to make you like unsettled by the night that's true
0: know. that's true uh, so basically know. so you, you traverse this game you get all the all the body parts right if you can figure it out I ended up using a guide uh, and then mm-hmm. that, that ch- basically uh, I'll just go ahead spoiler alert using the guide changed my entire perception of this game because once I used a guide and once it kind of it didn't make sense but once I knew what to do then it felt more like a Castlevania game and I, I kind of started to enjoy it mm mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's some really interesting and cool things happening in this game that get muddied up by the confusion and I, it really sucks that that happens because like i said i, I think this, there's a lot of greatness to this game that because you can't figure out what to do and it's almost impossible to figure out what to do a lot of people are not going to see it i yeah. li- i personally like i personally really like the the I kind of like the powering up by buying your weapons and I like leveling up your character and that sort of thing. Uh, I didn't think that the I didn't think that the heart drop rate was pretty good, really. I mean, I didn't feel like I was. It took me too long to earn money to buy things, except for at night when you didn't get nearly as many hearts. Right. Uh, but as long as you like, if you follow a guide and you get the correct, buy the correct things at the right time, then it actually. You know, it really is not that... It's actually probably the easiest of the three Castlevania games on the NES, if you ask me.
1: Yeah. So, you know how... I don't know if we brought this up uh, in the past, but what is it about several game series, like the second game is Bizarro. Like a, a, a Bizarro version of the series. Like Super Mario Brothers Two, biz- Bizarro Super Mario, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Zelda Two, which is a good game, but still Bizarro compared to the other, biz- you know, Zelda right. games. It was it was it was different. This one was also a Bizarro, but it fell flat, unlike the others. Um, for me, especially, like, of course, you know blah, blah, blah. I know everybody says I'm not, I'm not a RPG fan, so maybe I just don't appreciate it for that aspect, but it was just it was too much for me, even with a guide, to think I, I just and and part of this is comparing it to Castlevania 1 and it's just like, no, this game's terrible compared yeah. to, to that. So, whatever.
0: I understand, and, and don't get me wrong, Castlevania three is far and away one of the best games on the NES, mm-hmm. and yeah. it makes it makes this game look like chump change, right? Castlevania three is just blows this game out of the water. Castlevania one even kind of blows this game out of the water, but it's it's more comparable. So for me, Castlevania one's closer. And uh, isn't
1: that the problem? Like if you if we like here's the problem: if we know what you're capable of making and you come out with
0: a dud. It's like Metallica and Saint Anger, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you're, this is the, this is the Saint Anger, Konami's Saint Anger?
1: Yeah, it's like, we know what you're capable of doing and this is what you deliver to us. Um, yeah, but
0: they're, they're, Konami's trying something here. I mean, they're trying something that not a lot of people have done before. And this kind of, this like 2D open world kind of a thing.
1: Alright, I don't know, whatever.
0: Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> how, about, uh, how about we talk about the graphics of this game, maybe? Okay. What would you think of those? Any better? Actually, I thought the, the graphics were pretty good.
1: Um, I thought, you know, the sprites are in good detail. Um, the backgrounds are good. Um, the bosses, what few of them there are, are pretty in good detail. Dracula... Um, Is pretty cool looking, I guess. Um, But I thought the graphics were pretty good.
0: Yeah. Okay. I like them myself. I think. uh, I I don't know. Again, though, I think they're probably the worst of the Castlevania games. Yeah. I don't know. I think I kind of like the graphics of Castlevania One better than Castlevania Two. I think Simon looks weird. I don't like him in the red and black. Yeah. I've always kind of you, thought of him in the in the tan or the yellow or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean I guess it is a lot worse to guess when you want. What did you think of Dracula did you get to Dracula? <sighs> yes, Let me ask you that. I did. What did you think about that end Dracula scene?
0: Uh I kinda liked it. I mean it was okay. I thought it was the easiest dracula i had fought in any castlevania game mm-hmm. yeah um and
1: i discovered this on uh, uh youtube like there's a way to beat him to where he never even fires a shot basically you can just start shooting those fireballs at him mm-hmm. like immediately and it just continues to keep him stunned and you just keep throwing them at him and then you just beat him yeah it's like, like-
0: the easiest boss. That's what uh, that's what the guide told me to do. I guess if I didn't use the guide, then it may have been more difficult.
1: And what if... What if... Uh, what did you think about Castle
0: or, or Dracula's Castle? There's nothing in it. Yeah. You're just walking through a maze, basically. This game seems a bit unfinished, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like they were trying something new and it's almost like they got three quarters of the way through and realized, you know what? I don't think it's going to work too good, guys. You want to just put it out?
1: <laughs> Let's just put it out, move on, start making drag, or Castlevania 3.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what they did. I don't know. Who knows? But so. I don't know. I, I, in general, the since speaking of graphics, I think the graphics are pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'd agree.
0: But again, I think they're probably worst of the Castlevania games, which is sad. I don't know. It, the more I talk about this game, the the, the more it breaks my heart.
1: <laughs> it's okay. You can say it's not a good game.
0: I know, but I just really don't want to say it's not a good game. All right. Anyways, okay. let's talk about the sound of the music. So, what do you think about the sound of the music?
1: Uh, the music's great. Uh, like most Konami games and Castlevania games, I really liked it. Um I, I, best part of the game, probably Bloody Tears, obviously. Great yeah. song. Just an iconic and song that's that's really good. It's it's a song I could say I would listen to outside of the game.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh to a point. I think this game the music in this game is really hit or miss for me. It's like the hits are big time hits. Like Bloody Tears is probably one of the my favorite songs on any NES game,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but this, and there's a couple of good songs. I mean, it's not just that one, but there's, there's another song or two. I can't think of what they are right now, but uh, I know I heard them. They were pretty good, but then some of them are just, I don't know. They're just really boring. Like the night, some of the nighttime tune stuff, yeah. you know, I don't know. And like you said earlier, maybe that was their intent must to be kind of boring and brooding or whatever, but it kind of, bit of a dead for me on some, some of the songs are kind of a dead, but then and there's the really good ones that pop up too. So I don't know. Hit or miss for me. All right.
1: Fair enough. All well, right.
0: Okay. So is it worth it? That's the biggest question.
1: All right. So you can get this game on eBay for a whopping price of between about six and twelve dollars, so you get it for about eight bucks, let's say average, eight to ten bucks.
3: Hmm.
0: What do you think? Ah, uh, man, how much do the other Castlevania games go for? Let's look it up. Let's see. Yeah, I'm just curious.
1: I would say this is going to be surprising one way or the other. It's either going to be really high because it's in high demand or it's going to be really low because there's so many out there. Yeah. I can see it going either way. So, well, Castlevania I'll... 1. Hold on. That's bringing up like every Castlevania game.
0: Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I think Castlevania 2 at 8 to $12, I think it is worth it. Um... Take find it for eight in that case, and then spend your the other four dollars printing out uh, a guide. Spend the rest of it on paper and ink, <laughs> because if you follow this game with a guide, it's actually pretty fun.
1: So Castlevania won about twenty-five to thirty dollars. So not 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 the cheaper of the of NES games.
0: Well, and I mean, then... I will say if you're looking if you're looking for a Castlevania game. It goes 312. And I think, I don't think there's a lot of subjectivity in that. I think that's pretty much, it's got to be 312. Maybe one and three can be interchanged a little bit. But mm-hmm. two's, two's the worst on the NES.
1: And then uh, three's about the same price between, I found it as cheap as 18 and then uh, kind of going up to like 35. So about the same price so you can see the price difference right Castlevania 1 and 3 are kind of in the 25 to $30 range and Castlevania 2 is in the 6 to 12 range
0: so there's your law of supply and demand right there
1: there you go boom
0: mm-hmm. so okay well uh, I my verdict is I think it's worth it play with a guide don't even try to play without a guide I'm serious yeah. I don't care how good you are at figuring things out it's not worth it to even try to figure no. this game out just buy it if you want to pop it pop it in with a guide and you'll have you'll have a decent time playing it I think
1: yeah it's decent if you like you said you got a guide you don't get frustrated with it it's a fun game
0: okay. All All right. right. Well, in that case, why don't we do some retrofitted trophies?
2: You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. All right. Do you have
0: any retrofitted trophies?
1: I've got a couple.
0: Do we have retrofitted trophies from the dudes, as well, or the oh. brothers as well? I'll i think we do. those up. Cool, alright. So in the meantime, I guess we can go with our own.
1: Yep. Uh, so my first one, I titled Holy Water, and that is Beat the Game Without a Guy.
0: 'Cause you okay. basically
1: gotta have some kind of miracle from holy water or something yeah. to beat it. Yeah, it would be a miracle
0: yeah. to beat it without a guide. I like that one though. That's good. That's a hard that'd be a hard one to do.
3: Yeah.
0: That'd be really hard. That that's also on Tom Arnold would be impressed level. Mm-hmm. Alright, I uh, I will freely admit that I did not come up with my own on this one. The reason the reason uh I did not is because I looked up on retroachievements.org and they've got some really good ones so I just said I give up I'm just going to use some of theirs
1: oh yeah let's hear it
0: because they've got some good ones Uh, so chain reaction and that is by the chain whip Mm. so there's one so do we have any oh do you want to I'm I'm still I'm still still going up okay How uh, how about a thorn in Dracula's side and that is by the thorn whip Mm. okay uh, how about uh, spare rib barbecue spare ribs and that is obtained Dracula's rib (laughs) I like it would you eat the moon if it was made of barbecue spare ribs (laughs) Uh, yes yes I would (laughs) okay how about Uh, uh, oh here's here's another good one how about count in the beats and that is obtained Dracula's heart Counting the beats. Emphasis on count. Get it? Yes.
1: Hmm, I've found the feedback, but I'm having trouble...
0: Let me see if I can pull it up. Maybe I I didn't ask for
1: it. the uh, retrofitted trophies. Maybe that's...
0: Could be that I forgot to ask for it. It's definitely possible.
1: Well, that's Okay. It always makes for good pods. Me and you are just searching our phones for.
0: <laughs> Nothing you know, like uh, a few minutes just searching the internet.
1: Searching for things that we may or may not have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That looks like the last one you asked for is uh, was on Widget. So I think. Uh, wait, nope. wait, wait.
0: Oh, there they are. I think I, I found, found it. I found no, it. I found them first. Okay. No, you I go ahead and read them or I've got it. them. No, I'm reading them. No, All right, go ahead. You, you lost your chance. Fine. Timmy Mac says Belmonts don't ask for directions, uh, <laughs> and to get that, that you avoid talking to people because you're too scared of Dracula. All right. Uh, that one also could be the same as the uh, beat the game without a guy. That's right. All right. Are you out? By the way, should we just go through yeah. these? All yeah, right. just
1: go through those.
0: Okay, Dan Basiglia says beat the entire game backwards you get it by beating the entire game backwards <laughs> okay <laughs> oh, okay uh matt daly says i want my baby back baby back baby back ribs that's uh, collect dracula's rib all right uh the trans nick demarco says the transylvania macarena and that is move and jump around like the enemies Oh, okay. Uh, Christopher Kellogg says, What a horrible night to have a curse. And that is, contract the bubonic plague while playing the game.
1: (laughs) Are you uh, handling uh, prairie dogs?
0: Yeah. I will say, um, that one actually may be easier to get than beat the game without a guide.
1: That actually might be. (laughs) Uh,
0: Brian Davis says, no whip. And that is, beat the game without using the whip. Is that possible?
1: I don't think so. Hmm.
0: Or maybe I don't know. I guess. I guess maybe it is. I don't know. Mike Hall says, "Whip it, whip it good. Beat the game with the best ending." There's multiple endings. We forgot to talk about that.
1: That's right. There's three endings, right?
0: Yeah. And it,
1: I think it depends on how many days, game days, that it takes you to beat the game, which is a pretty neat little feature. That's cool. Yeah. I like yeah. that.
0: So. Um, And then Gabe Van Gelder sent us three, but I'm going to pick my favorite one of his three, and that is Organ Donor. And to get the Organ Donor trophy, you have to collect all of Dracula's remains. All right. Yeah, pretty good. I can dig it. Can you dig it? Are you done? I'm done? done. That's it. All
2: right. All right, moving on to the game rating. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating.
0: Alright, how do you want to write this game? How
1: about...
0: Um... Type of... I don't know. Types of I don't know? Types of I don't know. How about, um... Is Body Part 2 on the nose? I like it. Okay. All right, let's go body part. Okay. Uh, hmm. I got it. Okay, go ahead.
1: I'm going to go with the muscle palmaris longus. <laughs> okay. Because it's only present in about 60 to 70% of people, and it's essentially a useless vestige of the muscle that likely helped orangutans... Orangutans or, or, or uh, early chimps to grip trees, and we only some people have it. So, Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So the, can, and, the peop- uh, can the people uh, who have so, it climb yeah. trees oh, yeah. better? So I guess I gotta. I guess I got Maybe. I gotta relate it to the game. Basically, that would the game that would is like it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of there. Uh, you don't have to have it. Uh, it's definitely of the three Castlevania NES games. The last one you should get, uh, so it's not necessary. And in, since it's a, in present only at about two thirds of people, if you have only two thirds of the Castlevania NES collection,
0: you're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like it. I was kind of going. I was kind of going for the same thing actually. I was going to go with the appendix. Okay. Uh, being that you don't really need it, and in fact, <laughs> it could actually just cause you pain.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I like. It. That's what like I'm going it. with. Yeah, the just, appendix. It's just a nidus for infection. That's all yeah. it is <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all this game is just just a another way to get infected.
1: A pus pocket, as you would. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs>
2: all right, let's all right. do
0: let's do some feedback.
2: It's time right. for D patter feedback because when you're a D patter, you're a D patter for life all right
1: so adam malone says confusing i have a lot of thoughts on this game i'll write them out better and send it over i don't think he did yeah i don't he doesn't put it. Doesn't really go into any depth later in the comments. So I maybe didn't get.
0: A, I didn't get an email or anything from you, Adam. What happened? Oh man, maybe he called. Maybe he called. Maybe he called.
1: Maybe, maybe, hopefully.
0: Jared Adams says, uh, "I
1: have always loved this game. Sure, there are some mechanics that are annoying, but it is not like it is the worst game. Many people seem to watch Angry Video Game Nerd and don't realize it is a character and not necessarily indicative of the quality of the game." Um and then James Knight says he ruined that game for a lot of people, I think. Um, that's an interesting concept. Like did did Angry Video Game Nerd sway a lot of people? You would argue this is probably one of his more more seen videos if it was his original. Yeah. But anyway. I, I don't will know.
0: say that I didn't I have never seen his video on Castlevania 2. And it did not I don't think it would have changed my opinion.
1: Yeah, so I watched it after I played the game, so I did see it. It's pretty low quality, as you would expect, you know. It's his first video, um, but is
0: it funny? I bet it's funny.
1: Not as funny as his others. Like some of the others, like some of the other games that we've talked about that I've watched his review of, are way funnier than this one. This was just basically him griping about the game. Yeah, not a whole lot of jokes or things. No, I think one of Angry Video Games' funniest videos was the uh, game we did with Steve and Michael, the Bugs Bunny, uh, Bert, what was that? Um,
0: the Birthday the Glowout or something like yeah, that? Yeah,
1: that is probably the funniest Angry Video Game Nerd episode I've ever seen.
0: I'll have to go but watch that anyway,
1: one. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. Jaycee uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, Awesome! very Chris. Tittling. <laughs> yep. Timmy Mac says Regardless of poor translation, this has always been one of my favorites. Solid gameplay, and it tried to incorporate a lot of RPG elements. Great music, which Konami was known for. Only wish it had the map from the Famicom disc version. Ooh, I didn't know that. I'll give it a 3.5 Wall Meat out of 5. All right.
3: Nothing
1: like good old Wall meat.
0: I love Wallmate. Actually, I don't buy my mate from Wall, personally, but... Yeah. Um, Dan Bisciglia says,
1: Awesome with an asterisk. It's a cool game with two rather integral mechanics that are cryptically explained. It's also got the worst Castlevania mechanics of the series, worst frame rate, worst collision detection, worst enemy AI, but it's... uh, bad word ambitious considering when it came out it and Faxana, uh, Faxanadu, um both get 7 out of 10s for me for different reasons
0: oh man do. yeah that was a... that this game is a lot like Faxanadu it is really yeah. that, and that's infamously my, probably my least favorite episode that we did
1: and it is it's pretty bad
0: and it's no no <laughs> offense to Aaron who we had on who I loved having on and he's he was hilarious and very informative about the game it's just Justin and I we, I don't know we just we, we just tanked and and then Aaron, dead. Aaron had to carry both of us and it, I, I felt bad for him yeah it was dead
1: yeah all right um Aaron Hickman asked how do you like these compared to Battle of Olympus slash Zelda 2
0: um, I think uh, both are better than Castlevania 2. That's what I was about to say, yeah.
1: Um, Adam Malone says, one of the things I do love is villager misinformation out of fear of Dracula. That's a nice touch.
0: And uh, by DeMarcus, nice touch, you mean uh, terrible for trying to play. Yeah.
1: Nick DeMarco says, conceptually cool, delivery, blah. I I like that simple, that's a a simple way of putting it.
0: And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I would would agree.
1: Uh, Gabe Van Gilder says, holy blank. I love the game. I know the lack of direction from the townsfolk really annoy people. My only gripe with the game after Castlevania being so hard after working so hard to build Simon up, the bosses are a pushover. Um, Daniel Walker says, Not a fan. I don't understand why everyone gushes over this game. As an RPG, I can appreciate what they are, were going for, but the execution was so horrible that it makes the game unplayable. When you have to randomly kneel in front of lakes and cliffs in order to progress with zero in-game clues, that's not a puzzle. That's bad game design.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
1: Andrew Allen Duff says, "Glad you are getting to this one. Regardless of technical, quote unquote, quality, it holds a very special place in my heart and youth. I remember getting it for Christmas one year. Don't remember a year." Early in the morning, midwestern winter. Early in the dark, midwestern winter morning. After opening presents, my entire family went back to bed, and I played it in the living room in the dark. Love the game, and have logged hundreds of hours on it. Easy, one of the first first open world games. I felt the freedom of exploring. Some of the most classic scenes were to the far left from Varos, with the eagle and raising slash lowering platforms, and the region where I found the flame whip that it was an awesome moment. The first time my Morning Star got turned into a flame whip. On the new retro NES we got last year, this is the game I play the most. Classic game, the right graphics and music at the right time in my childhood, steered seared into my youth. The action and fighting were great to me. I might complain a bit about Castlevania being proper, being sort of lame when you finally get there, and is my belief they messed up the
0: endings yeah okay good little review there mm-hmm. Andrew I wish I had the love for it that you do
1: yeah Tommy McKinnon says this was my first Castlevania game and I absolutely love it Matt Daly says plays really great and I love the graphics and music I'd say the super cryptic clues were a bit unfair for sure but it brought some brought gamers together to share the solution with each other with the kid who had the Nintendo Power subscription leading the charge and my call rounds us out on Facebook with, I actually literally loved this game more than the original it has great music and gameplay but you have to have a guide the in-game clues are useless play the remastered hack it is it is supposed to fix the translation issues
0: hmm all right. I've heard that as well. I think I might have to give that a shot one day.
1: Good feedback. A little mixed bag. Some people either loved it or not so much.
0: Yeah. Sound like a lot of people really loved it though. Yeah, I know. I think a lot of it is tied to childhood though. All right, right. Yeah. That's... Let's be honest. A lot of it's tied tied to the childhood. Uh, I've got uh, I got an email. Can you guess All who right. it's from? Ryan Ballard. Yes, sir. Ryan Ryan says, OMG, do I love this game. It was the first Castlevania that I ever owned, and it really got me turned on to the franchise as a whole. At least the Castle... Classicvania ones. I have completed this game quite a few times, and while the game is flawed, it's obtuse in some of its clues and outright missing others, such as how players need to use the red crystal in order to progress... I have little trouble overlooking these and just enjoy how open Konami made this game compared to the other two in the same generation. This game is easily my favorite of the three on the NES. Hmm. So all the comments that I made about that hands down it's the worst of the three, apparently not true. (laughs) Yeah. It's not hands down. There are some hands raised out there saying... There are hands that are
1: going in other directions.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, All right, we got a couple of voicemails. Okay. If I can find them, this is a good pot here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it takes it takes a minute sometimes. I don't understand
1: technology.
0: It's well, it's the since I upgraded to the iOS thirteen.
3: 13. Here we go. What's up? It is Jay Z and back again. I see this time that you're playing Castlevania two. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty horrible night to have a curse, huh? Uh, but. No, I mean, the game, it's not so bad. I mean, everyone talks on it, but um, even, even ABGN, like, that's how everyone knows the game, really, is because of ABGN. And it's like, even him, even he says that uh, there are some redeeming qualities to the game. But, you know, it's it's not quite as good as the other two Castlevania games, obviously. The first one is pretty, it's, it's probably my favorite one, um, just because it's pretty classic, and there's not as many things to worry about, rather than the third one, where there's, like, all these people and all the levels and stuff. It's just, like, I don't know, it just takes a while. The music in the first one is very classic. <laughs> I'm using the, my Castlevania 2 review to talk about Castlevania 1, but um, also the music in Castlevania 2 is pretty good. But, you know, it's just kind of tedious and, and there's a lot of, you, you know, you grind and stuff to, like, kind of get further. But, you know, I have some interesting ideas for the time, non-linear things, but the translation is just the worst. <laughs> but, you know, if you play, like, Redacted or something, Pretty, pretty decent, but, yeah, I mean, it's not a horrible game, but it's not a great game, either. It's kind of right middle of the road, and uh, yeah, but, you know, there's a lot worse, obviously, on NES, but there's a lot better, too, so. Yep, uh, that's all I have to say about that. So, this has Jay-Z, NES, they keep it classic, Uh stick with, you know, um, yeah, keep it classic, and I'll talk to you guys next time. See you later. Jay-Z, go.
0: Thank you, Jay-Z. Who was that Sid and that's all I have to say about that? There's some movie character. What's that? Which there was some movie character that said and that's all I have to say about that. Who was that? Do you remember? Jay-Z made me think of it. Was it Forrest Gump? I think it was. I think oh, okay. it was. Okay. Sorry, I did I don't mean to compare you to Forrest Gump, Jay Z, but that's what I thought of. Alright, we got one more voicemail. And it's blank. There we go. I love it.
1: <sighs> Those are my favorite.
0: Really? You love just is. playing nothing? You just love hearing my frustration, don't you? I do. I do.
1: And it is Horse Gump, it says. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, that's all I have to say about that. Game. We're done. All right. <laughs> Well, we should probably mention. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Thank you. There you you go. Thank you. Have to add that to the soundboard.
3: That's all I have to say about that.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Has there ever been a movie more quoted by just general public?
0: Maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. What movie, though? I mean, that's. Everybody quotes that movie, though. What other quotes are in that movie? Uh, life is like a
1: box of chocolates. Oh, Lieutenant yeah, Dan, that's true. I do say Lieutenant um, Dan ice cream
0: a lot whenever, yeah, whenever I mean, it's time to eat ice cream. There's,
1: there's just so many in that the shrimp stuff from Bubba. It's just, um, it's just. I think it's just such a quoted movie.
0: I do love that anyway. movie. It's a good movie. It's good. It's great. It's a, it's a bit by the numbers, but uh, you know, it's still good. It's just a good movie. Yeah. All right. So we have other shows yeah. on the Bit Brothers Network. You can, you, you know, uh, if you like Two Dudes and a an NES, you'll probably like our other shows. We have the Genesis Gems. We have Metroidvania mm-hmm. Mayhem. We've mm-hmm. got our monthly roundup show, which should be coming pretty soon. And we've got a Nintendo Switch Up show. So there you go. Those are all our shows. If you like those shows and you want to get them all at once in one stream, right? You don't want to subscribe to a bunch of different shows. That's too hard to do, right? You want just one stream of shows. The best way to do that is to donate to us on Patreon. That's the best way to do that. And thank you to all those who already do. But if you would also like to donate on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash bit bros and, um, hop on there and and there's an option to get all the feeds in one and it's pretty cool sweet
1: all right and here's a here's a shocking thing to tell you um forrest gump is only a 72 percent at on
0: rotten tomatoes with the people or with the critics critics people 95 yeah I think the critics kind of bash it for being like, like I said, kind of too by the numbers. Yeah. You whatever.
1: Does anybody really, do we really need critics for movies no, anymore? No, we don't. We
0: do not. Not with the age of the internet. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, yeah. It's I sad. don't
0: trust any of the critic reviews. I only look at the audience reviews for things. Right. right. All right. So you can
1: find us on Facebook with the Big Brothers Retro Community. Well, you can find us on Twitter. I uh, wish you could find us on Google+, Plus, but you can't. <clears throat> so you can always send us an email like Ryan Ballard does. And you can always call us. And what's that number?
0: That number is 775-7Retro1 or 775-773-8761. And I guess we say you can email us, but we haven't told anybody how to email us, have we? Now that we're with the Brown Brothers? So. Probably not. Okay. I'll look that up real quick before <laughs> we uh, fully close out. I'm sure it's, I think it's probably two dudes at bitbrothersnetwork.com, something like that. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> All right. Well, you know, this has this
0: been a fun episode. It has. We did a lot of, uh, a lot of extras on this episode. Yeah. A lot of extras. Tangent alert. Didn't even use Woo. that button once, but should have. Yeah. By okay. the way. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you want to email us, it's two dudes, the number two dudes, at com. Woohoo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All
0: right. So until next time. Until next time, bah. Is that is that, is that how we close it out? It. That's <laughs> <in>. <laughs> is that how we do it? Goodbye, everybody. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Stop, bye, stop. Bye. Sorry, I just got to cram this in. Big shout out to the wee Dude, We Guy bye. on on YouTube for the music, and big shout out to the Fox Dude for the awesome logo. There you go. Now I'm done. All right, here now comes. We'll your, see you next yeah, time. here comes music for the next game. Bah. This podcast has been a Bit Brothers production, and this episode has been brought to you by our lovely Patreon donors. The following people have donated at the 32-bit tier or higher. Daniel Newton and Jared Adams. Thank you to both you bros. We really appreciate your support.